0: This is V. This is Jake. This is O. And this is Get At
1: You Podcast. The podcast that's gonna allow you to talk your shit because we gonna talk our shit. And guess what? We gonna learn from each other's shit. So come get
0: it at you. All right. Uh, what's good everybody? This is Get At You TV.
2: This is V. This is Jake. Hey, this is oh, it's the big circle. <laughs> <laughs> hey, See at your door.
0: <laughs> all, right, all right, wow! This is the first episode of Get At Your TV. Um, we've been trying to do this for a minute um, as a podcast, and we, you know, like everybody, man, who's trying to start a brand new podcast, we. You know, you start off and you have failure after failure after failure. So we felt like this is finally, you know, we finally we at the point where we can get started and go ahead and get started with our first episode, man. So uh, just a quick introduction. Every podcast, you know, we we everyday people, man. So you know. One podcast you yeah. might have both of us all three of us, and one podcast you might have just two of us, you know what I'm saying? So yeah, um, depending,
1: on, depending on the schedule.
0: Yeah, you know, we we everyday people, man. We work, you know, we have a regular day, we have a regular life. Like, you know, oh like, like you guys, man, but we just want to be fathers dream. and shit. Exactly. Fathers, you know, working class men, black men. So we want to be able to get a voice out there for you guys, man. You know, knowing that a lot of you guys think, uh, speak with the same thing that we think and speak and you know we want to be able to connect with you guys and be able to have the have the voice for you guys but like, oh damn, like you know okay, ain't just me um, yeah, and, um, and being
1: and being open and just being free to have the conversation and not being ridiculed by either society or people who think they know everything. so it's a free podcast to so open up your mind and just I guess talk your shit without being lynched, I guess, right
0: yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Um, I mean, before I even want to jump in, I wanted Jordan to touch on What Get At You, man, because I think it was a great name. and I think Jordan came up with the name. Okay. I didn't well, mean to put you on Blast Av, but I think it was a good name, man. Can you explain to the people who are listening What Get At You stands for?
2: I appreciate you, brother. Um No worries. It's, it's a Ethiopian name, essentially, that uh, means leaders of men. You know, uh, the backstory a quick backstory story to is I was looking for boy names for my my second child. Uh, and just looking for African names, trying to, you know, reattach myself to a, a African culture, even if I don't necessarily, genetically come from Ethiopia. But in mm-hmm. that search, you know, I came up, I found that name and it didn't really sound like something I wanted to name my child, but the meaning was so powerful. And you know how it should go, like, you know, just things, happened in life and later on we started doing the podcast and you know it just stuck with me you know what i mean so it's just one of those things to trying to you know bit by bit get closer to being african i guess you know culturally not that we're genetically not african but trying to you know and use mm-hmm. the, the continent as a source rather than just trying to pinpoint exactly where your dna can be traced to you know i feel like we have rights to all of africa and all the african cultures that we can identify with so you know what I mean? So that's really where it come from for me. All
0: right. Oh, I, love, I love
1: the way you cleaned
0: up, man. Yeah, man. You know, like you said, like, you know, we're talking about the bullshit of, of the everyday, man. So, um, you know, and like I said, man, we're growing. So, you know, when we put this out there and everybody hears this, man, like, you know, you're, you're growing with us. You know what I'm saying? We're going to put this on all platforms. So whether, you know, you follow us on IG, wherever you follow us on, man, um, you know, you're growing with us. This is our first episode. It's our first episode so grow with us, man, and um, we, you know, we're gonna continue to get better and better every single time we we you know we put an episode out there. So you know, bear with us, bear with us, man. Just grow with us. We this is baby steps. It's baby steps. So like Jay said, you know, he 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 explained the definition of of how he came up with you know we 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 created this from the from the grassroots, man, from the bottom. So you know, Jay came up with it with the name of the podcast, and you know, later on, if we have to explain it some more you know, no problem, you know what I'm saying, we'll get into that, you know what I'm saying, we all, we are all black brothers from a a diverse group, man, a diverse group, we come, we all come from the African diaspora, so, you know, we all come from the, from the African diaspora, but we from the DMV, we from, we from the DC area, man, you know what I'm saying, so, um, for all my people that follow us, you know, that, that, that know us, you know, since childhood, you know, since whatever, you know what I mean, like, Y'all know where we come from, you know we're talking about, and anybody that's outside of the DC area that, you know, whether it's from the United States and outside of the States, man, you know, uh, come come get to know us, man. We have a lot to talk about. We have a lot to talk about from just, just from our perspective. You know what I'm saying? Like I said, from from um from black men to you know being black, you know, just being fathers, um, um being married, uh, being in our thirties. Um, you know what I'm saying? We have a lot to talk about, a lot to dive into. So let's go ahead and get started. Um, all right. Yeah. So, what, one of the topics that we talked about uh, the nine to five rat race, man. What, what do you mean, nine to five rat race?
1: Oh man, hmm. where do we start with a nine to five yeah, rat yeah. race, right? Yeah. <laughs> where do we start? Well, yeah. Well, first of all, I appreciate you for giving me the you know the leeway to open that one up, man. That's been one thing that's been kind of like. I don't want to say it's been bothering me, but you see it now with the COVID virus going on. A lot of people are trying to find different revenue streams.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I realized that, hey, look, if we keep going to just one job and we have like over six or seven, probably 10 bills, one job compared to those one those 10 bills cannot like really put you in a place of comfort. Mm. So when I say tired of the nine to five, I really realize that I really believe that we're put on this earth for many different reasons, not just to go hump someone's clock, come home, be tired and do it for 40 years or 60 years or however it may be. Mm. So we're just trying to break the, the I guess, the mold of the system of going to work every day. Yeah, it's okay to go to work, but still let's begin to have that side hustle. Let's think more independent. So that's what I'm coming from and saying, hey, you know what? Killer Mike said it best kill your masters, but if every time you look up, there are masters over over you, the ones who are telling you to take a break. How the yeah. fuck can you tell me to go get something to eat? I'm an adult. Right. I'm, how how should I have to rush myself from the bathroom to get back at a certain time? Regardless of what field I work in, I just feel as though we're not owners as people when we're going to somebody's nine to five. We're still enslaved economically. So I just want to yeah. talk about it, and then like you said at the end, which is very important to give the people some, some clues and some tips as to how to like, start to put your shoes on and run away from the nine to five or basically work against the nine to five i should say
0: okay um you know i'm kind of right there man you know you know i feel like we're we're in a time right now you know let's let's set the date today is what uh july 22nd Mm -hmm. so you know we're in a time right now where you know you look at let's let's look at the end of like what let's look at the beginning of March and to, the, to this point. We we, we we were experiencing COVID-19, you know, Corona. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, you know, since the beginning of March, man, like our whole world has changed, you know, drastically. Drastically. From mm-hmm. the, to, to being normalized to what we're used to doing and to, to, to that's opening us, that's opening us now to seeing what's going on with our, with our country, man. And it's like, you know, to a lot of people that are very conscious you know conscious folks already pretty much been hip to what's going on and mm-hmm. it's pretty much the the rest of the world is like that has been sleep that has been used to been going well you know just get up go to work you know the, mm-hmm. the bullshit they kind of seeing like oh damn like hold up we got mm-hmm. the movie what are you talking about you know what i'm saying oh we we you know what i'm saying like why are you forcing us to go back to work like this shit ain't safe so mm-hmm. People starting to wake up to what's going on to the bullshit. And now, right now, like today is June twenty-first, about to be June. No, I'm sorry, June 23rd, going about to be June 20, 24th. And people are saying now that, you know, our government is putting uh, uh I guess you what you wanna call it, wannabe militant people in Portland, Oregon, um, in Chicago. You know, Trump said he wanna put people in a uh, military in, in in Baltimore, those areas. And um to control people, man. You know what I'm Because people are protesting. You know what I'm saying? Like, I look back at 2015 when you know Trayvon was it 2014, 2015 when Tray Martin, Trayvon Martin was uh, got killed, and we protest down in DC, and you know we protest, but but at the same time we still had to get, had to get up the next day and go to work. Yeah. You know yeah, that, that it, it, it eventually dies down, and then it, now yeah. you look at what's going on, and people aren't working, whether they're getting paid or not from their company, and you're putting up curfews, and you're telling people, "Hey, yeah, you need to go home. What do you go home for? I got, I don't got to go to work tomorrow." So, <laughs> so you know, people are waking up because they they're not distracted by a job, they're not they're, they're not distracted by the kids going to school, they're not, they're not distracted by other yeah. things, and they're, re- and they're and they're and focus they on focusing on oh damn you know, uh, systemic uh, racism. They're looking at what's mm-hmm. going on and they really are focusing on what's going on in our country and we're not letting up. And that's it, the difference, man.
1: It, you know what I've also noticed too, and you know, you guys can touch on this too, or whatever, you know, touch on as it comes to it. But this generation now, and, and I'm so grateful to be alive, to see and experience it, but the generation that we're in, if you're not an entrepreneur, you're looked at as an old head. Uh, if you're only going out to get just a nine to five and just going to work and you don't have a side hustle, this generation looks down upon you. Mm-hmm. And I'm not really like, you know, for looking down at people. Yeah. But if you can't keep up with this generation, move the fuck out the way. Right. Because this generation is taken to a place of where it, it is cool to be an entrepreneur. That's one. It is cool to have your own hustle. That's two. It mm-hmm. is cool to promote black businesses. So we're heading in a, in a millennium where things are changing drastically. It's not the old way it used to be. So if you're still stuck on, oh, let me get two jobs or let me get a part-time and a night gig and just keep working, working until your body gets numb, then you're in the old way of doing things. But like I said, I'm just grateful to be alive to see this generation. Hey, you know what? After nine to five, let's try to make our own way. Like, will it it work? It depends on how much energy you put into it. And like you said too before, Dale, like, yeah, work is always a distraction. Mm -hmm. You can go protest all day long, but nine o'clock hit. Get up and go to the house. You gotta go to work.
0: Yes, v v v v v v yes. v. Oh, oh man, You're killing me, right? You're killing me. We <laughs> gotta I'm gonna edit gonna this again. Might not make it to the next episode.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Fuck it, it's day one. Shit. <laughs> Especially with the nine to five thing, like. Ideally, you know, I guess in a perfect world, everybody could just be an entrepreneur, get up and set their own schedule, make the amount of money they want, go on vacation. That would be dope. But the way the system is set up is um, to be an entrepreneur, you're more of the exception to the rule Mm. than you are the norm. Mm -hmm. And we do have the illusion of a lot of people going on, especially the newer generation, the younger generation to O's point. You do have a lot of them that have figured it out but I think it can be kind of skewed because we think more of them are successful than they actually are. A lot of them them are more famous than they are financially stable. And also when it comes to making that type of money, sometimes you'll make a lot of money in one, you know, let's say one year you make X amount of bread. Let's say you make over a hundred thousand because it's not a nine to five, because it's not a trade per se. You don't really consistently make money and when you're in that type of field, you need to have the know-how on how to invest your money, uh-huh. how to save, uh-huh. and to be able to, you know, weather the storm when the times get low, you know what I mean, or when money is, is not as uh, available. Okay. And with the newer generation, while you do have many of them that know what they're doing, you know, like all of us, when you're 20-something years old, most of us, when we get that first big check, we're going to fuck it up. You know what okay. I'm saying? We're going to buy shit. We're going to go out. We're going to travel. And all these things, I think, are necessary. But, um... It puts too much pressure on people being, you know, I guess the best. You know, right. what I'm saying we need to try to create a society where being normal can still give you a livable wage, or mm. a, you know, what I'm saying like we're 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 getting into this path where it's like you're gonna have to everybody's gonna have to be an entertainer or you know the person that get up and has three or four hustles and again if you can do it more power to you that's dope you know what i'm saying that's the plan i got that's the plan i'm sure all of you got and that's partially because we're motivated by our children and our wives to do that we get to step up for reasons beyond ourselves. but i don't know if with all the people that are on the planet and with all the youth that are to come i don't know if that's the best route for all of them you mm. know so even most of them mm. you know um, Especially if you know, like a lot of young people do, they fuck up and have a child with somebody they don't necessarily want to build with forever. So you start having children before you're even really uh, uh, a parent, for lack of a better term. Like you, you know, you father children or you mother children, but you're you're still growing, you're still learning, and you're not right. who you are at 18 when you're 25. You get what I'm saying? Right. Or when you're 30, so on and so forth. So I said it all to say it's a very conflicting space that we're in right now because with COVID, we realize how many jobs really don't fucking matter. And <laughs> yeah. now you mm-hmm. know that's kind of one of the things that i would kind of urge people to especially younger people to watch is like what jobs could they not shut down mm-hmm. those may be the jobs we may want to move towards in the future even if it's to, even if it's just for a means to an end and i'm saying don't you know uh try to pursue your dreams but especially black people because that's always my focus not that i want all people to live well for whatever it's worth but at the end of the day especially black people i want us to be more conscious of cornering markets you know what i'm saying like controlling and monopolizing markets let's mm-hmm. all become let's focus on engineering let's focus on medicine let's focus on uh even pharmaceuticals to a certain extent let's focus on uh it you know things that when shit got fucked up when the whole world shut down they could not stop those jobs
0: right right
2: you know what I'm saying yeah. and so that we can have a situation where when shit is fucked up for the rest of the world, we may be able to thrive. Because in every disaster, somebody's making money. You know what I'm saying? Like, COVID was fucked up for most people, but somebody's coming out of this better than they were before COVID. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. It, like you. Slow. it could be toilet paper motherfuckers. It could be hand sanitizer, motherfuckers. It could be right. whoever. You know what I'm saying? Like, the food industry, pizza hut, in certain places are making more money than they were before.
0: Right.
2: You know what I'm saying? So I, I say that to say I want people, especially the youth, to... When I say youth, I'm talking like 18, 25-ish.
0: We're talking, we talking millennials Gen Z. Exactly. <laughs> look at the world. Our generation and the next generation that's under us. You know what I'm saying? So the, look that- at the world.
2: See how we're moving. See how the hell because as much as we feel like we're, you know, we're doing good. And as much as the people that are older than us, we look as to them as elders, we're still fucked up. Humans have been fucking up. We've done a lot of amazing shit. But yeah. you know, pedophilia still exists, racism still exists fucking, you know what I'm saying, corruption across the board is... is, is, (laughs) Don't admire us but so much. Still look at us. Take what works. You know what I'm saying? Don't reinvent the wheel. Take what works. But at the same time, once y'all get... Try to make your world better. You know what I'm saying? Try to put yourselves in a position where racism doesn't hold you back as much. You know what I'm saying? Prejudice doesn't hold you back as much. Even if that means you have to be a minimalist until you're of age learn how to also do it now cuz i think those are the strongest people i think those are also the people who have the best chance to become rich when you don't need the internet when you don't need cable when you don't need a nice car I'm not saying that you can't get it but if don't don't adapt the want or the need for things before you're ready for it or before you can mm-hmm. afford
0: it yeah i think i think i think i think, our gen- I think this generation we well, don't need we can, we we can we can clearly say that we're all you know Every, you know, every one of us on this podcast right now, we, we're we're all millennials on this podcast. If you're born from the 1980s, I don't care where it's from, beginning, whatever, to 1996, you're a millennial. So we, we're, we're millennials on this. We, we're all in this... All three of us born in the 80s, you know what I'm saying? So we're all millennials. Um, can, you know I, can I... Go
1: ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. No, I was going to say, can I share a story before we transition, if that's where we're going? No, go ahead. Go ahead. And, and you know, my, my story... I guess it comes from the mentality that I have of, never forget it, my mom, when we left our country, uh, she moved to New York, we moved to Brooklyn or whatever. Okay. And my mom used to go on homes and clean homes and kind of like take care of elderly patients and shit. Mm-hmm. That's what the Islanders did when they came to America. They would hook up with other Islanders and find, you know, places to go and help clean homes or, you know, take care of elderly just to make some money or Sure. You know, they'll, they'll go into the s- s- grocery store industry and shit. Right. So, my mom comes home one day from cleaning somebody's house, and, you know, we're young. We're like nine, 10 years old. She breaks through the door. First time I see my mom cry like that. Mm. And I'll let you, and I'll, and I'll make the sound that she made just to make it a little more authentic. She busts through the door and she was telling my grandma, but she said, The man said, TP money, and he said, I can't work here no more. When I heard that, I heard her cry, and, you know, you hear it the man said she stole the money and she can't work here anymore and she was so worried about how her bills were going to be paid she was so worried about her being called the thief she's worried about so much but little me just look at that expression on her face and like wow somebody hurt my mom out there yeah and from that point on i told myself like "Yo, there's no way i have to rely on one source of income because I don't want the day to come through the door where I have to start and my kids see me cry like that. So right. just going back over to when we talk about the nine to five race, uh, the, the, the struggle's ingrained in me. The hurt is ingrained in me, you know? Yeah, it took yeah. me seeing my mom getting hurt and for me to say, you know what, yo, it could happen to me too regardless of what life I live in. So, you know, just going back into everything we we're saying, like, yo, it's about capitalism. And we can sit here and fight about skin color and all that shit. The ultimate color is green. Yeah. That should have pulled you to your knees if you don't have enough of it, man. So... Yeah. Yeah, my mom's yeah. story is what kept me on top
0: man yeah capitalism man i mean you know you look at america and you i mean you know we're all black men here you know what i'm saying um mm-hmm. you know whether you know i know my my lineage goes as a black man in this country I, my lineage goes all the way back to slavery you know my family's from um you know i could chase my family all, you know we you know like i said we're from the dmv so i can chase my family all the way back to uh, the, the Carolinas. My family, my, my, you mm. know, my, my family all the way back to the, you know, the the Virginians and the Carolinas. Um, Deep South. And, and I'm, I mean, if you want to look at it like state-wise, I'm first generation from my own. You know, my, both mm. my parents from, you know, down South. You know what I mean? So, um, so it's, it's a different vibe, man. It's a different vibe and it's a different generation. You know, a lot of our parents, mm. our parents come from Generation X and, gener- and, and Generation um baby boomers and if you're a millennial and your parent is a generation x your generation x was like yo we're listening to our parents which is baby boomers they told us to get a job and we good so, we'll <laughs> so we expect you to get a job and get you know and and, and, right. And, right. If and if you're a millennial and your parent is a baby boomer they're pretty much selfish as shit and i'm, I'm biased because i'm a millennial but i'm looking at a baby boomer and i'm like you're doing the same shit we're doing you you know what i'm saying like you change mm-hmm. you changed the 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 culture mm-hmm. and, then, and then a skipper generation and now the millennials we're changing the culture like we're like hell nah, yeah you know what i'm saying like we, you know, cool we work but um yeah i need i need to make sure i'm good before i come back to work you know what i'm saying I'm, i need i need to take this day off thank you what you mean taking day off motherfucker you, did you didn't you give me the days okay i'm taking this day off to get myself <laughs> together you know what i'm saying Hey, can you come in? Or we would like for you to come in. So is that an option or are you telling me? Because that's an option, yeah, I ain't gonna I'm gonna stay home. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and if you're telling me, then well, let me check my contract to make sure it's in my contract. You know what I'm saying? Like we're the generation that we don't stay on jobs long. Yes. Yeah. We don't yeah, you know, we, we we make sure that we're good. You Fuck your gold cool watch. Yeah, Fuck yeah. your gold watch. Don't get me wrong, when I'm when I'm while, while I'm boasting our generation, I'm not I, while I'm citing our generation. You know, there's flaws with us. There's flaws with us as well. You know, we're not. We can't easily get a house. We can't easily, you know, get. um, We can't easily get. Um, uh, uh, even the
1: income. Yeah, even, even the, um, income, the
0: income. The hundred
1: thousand dollars. We can't easily get that by going to get yeah. the We got to work up this ladder and shit. Yeah,
0: you tell you told you told millennials to go to college and you know. And then everything else will work out. That's no, not true for a millennial. For so sure. we're, we're getting these degrees, and then it's like, okay, well, where's the money you promised me? You know what I'm saying? Where's all this that you promised me so that I can pay my loans off? So I what I what I, I as a millennial, I, I get frustrated because I'm like, you know, you kind of put us in uh you stereotype us in two ways. You stereotype us for who we are, and you stereotype us for uh, a generation that we're not part of. And I'm not mm-hmm. I'm not knocking nothing for generation for the Gen Z group, but when they say, "Hey, you got genera- millennials got participation trophies," I ain't never got a participation trophy. And I'm an athlete. I ain't never got <laughs> a participation trophy. Like we lost, motherfucker, you lost,
2: and you got to deal with it. Yeah,
0: you know what I'm saying? Like we, we're millennials, we we are the generation that came up when when having internet in your home was new. Like we we was a part of that. At the same time, we were still a part of a generation where we still played outside. We rode bikes. We did everything. Like we were the last generation where we wasn't. We were not tech babies, you know. We were the beginning of the tech world, of the information world, but we're not the generation Zs and bef- and, and that and, and the babies where it's like, oh, I, I, I'm born out the womb with an iPad in my hand. You get what I'm saying? Like we wasn't like that, but at the same time, we were the ones that was like, oh, that's a typewriter, okay, but I want what's his but nag- What's what's his Mac nag- computer right here? What's his what's his Microsoft computer right? Here? You know, we we are the ones that invented what is going on now. And I'm not boasting, but at the same time, it's like. You know, don't shit on us. You know what I'm saying? Like, like we are the new baby. We are the new baby boomers, and baby boom baby boomers look at us like, like how Michael Jordan look at LeBron. Like, oh, uh, man, like you now you, I got six rings. Like, yeah, we ain't got six rings, but we doing it differently how, compared to how you do. It. We 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 did we did go in our generation. You know what I'm saying? So, so
1: so here here's a question, right? uh uh-huh. we see the flaw in the education system. We see the flaw when you come out as a finished product, you're put into the nine-to-five world. And both of you can speak to this at any time, but do we regret going to college? Uh, is college we- something we're gonna keep pushing? Because that is also part of the pipeline of the nine-to-five. Like, I, I get it, it's a safe place to start, but how do you then have that conversation with your young ones about college? Because we know, you go into college, you pick your major, you become this machine, they spit you out, you go into the workforce, they get the next kid, it's just like an ongoing cycle. So. Again, the question is: How do you then address college for our children that's coming up? Is it the thing that our ancestors looked at as oh, the saving grace? Which we quote unquote knew that shit was not the saving grace after a while. When you're first generation college bound, so how do we then I talk think, to our children about it? I think we got. Go a little... I'll
2: go, go ahead, ahead. Go ahead, Jay. Okay. Um, I will kind of go back to what I was saying earlier, as far as how do I say this? Um. We have to be conscious of the fields that we're going into before we invest that much money into anything. If you invest that much money into education, then it needs to be the fields that we feel are the most necessary and the most profitable. Mm-hmm. Don't let your child become a nigga that studies grasshopper reproduction.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I don't
2: care how I don't care how, you know, talented or skilled they are on that subject matter. If we cannot guarantee them a position right after high school, I mean, right after college or guarantee them X amount of money, you cannot support your child's dream in that sense. They have to go work and make that happen if that's the case. Wow. Before you invest that much money into edu- into their education, invest that much money into their property. Mm. Or, I agree. Some type of stocks or and that's even that's a dangerous game i would prefer property just because that's a little bit more tangible mm-hmm. all right, all right. if you have the know how to fuck up the stocks then go ahead and do your thing but other than that invest in some property so that they can get it at a certain age don't give it to them right when you invest into it but have something so that if you pass away early or once they reach 30 35 and we feel like they'll be a little bit more you know mentally sound or responsible then you give it to them but if you're going to go to college become an engineer, become a doctor, law is still, it's kind of iffy for me, you know, if if you're going to be maybe a corporate lawyer or something like that, maybe you have a little bit more chance to, you know, guarantee X amount of money, but a lot of people get into the legal thing and then end up being a public defender for 10 to 20 years before they can really start to make any noise and they don't make no fucking money. Right. So Mm. I would say just be conscious of trying to make something make sense financially more than having society's approval because I feel like a lot of what we do is to be like I got a master's and Mm -hmm. I want you know you know just for the sense of like can't nobody really disrespect you as far as saying that you're lazy or Mm -hmm. you're not motivated or whatever the case may be Mm -hmm. you don't see other communities we'll just say let's say the powerful communities like the Jewish community they're a lot more focused on bringing the kids into (laughs) <laughs> I'm, I'm, good, I'm, good, I'm good. I'm definitely <laughs> Depending on anybody, and I'm not afraid to leave this country if need be. Um, so I'm I'm okay, and I'm not going to say anything crazy. You know, what I'm saying I'm not saying that Jewish people are you know as nefarious as a lot of people would like to suggest. But what I will give them uh, respect for is that they're a lot more conscious of how to mold their children economically. Of you know, what I mean they know what you know what arenas they can control. Right. You know? mm-hmm. And all of them aren't geniuses. Every one of them isn't as business savvy as it may appear. It's just because they're a lot more structured structured as a collective. And right. that's all that we need to do. We need to be put ourselves in a position where all of our children don't have to be the brightest. Mm-hmm. Right now, too much of our people have to be very intelligent and very ambitious. And that's, not, that's going against human nature. I think we think mm-hmm. we champion the, the exception to the rule so much, we think it's a norm. There's only one Jay-Z. Right, And there's only one Diddy. There's only one. And there will be others like them. But to try to mold a whole community into being that is just not realistic. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It's better for us to just learn how to upgrade the lifestyle and the pathway for the average black person so that even if they're just a C student, he's a mechanic you get what I'm saying even if he's just a student, he's an electrician he's a plumber things that will always guarantee them a trade and also if we are more conscious we can also guide them to where to live everybody shouldn't be in Maryland everybody shouldn't be in New York because the cost of living is too fucking expensive
1: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
2: trying to take over Mm -hmm. Mississippi right we should be trying Mm -hmm. to take over uh, Nashville you get what I'm saying like Mm -hmm. Alabama like there are places where the cost of living ain't shit we should all be living in Baltimore to keep it 100 if we are gonna live in Maryland Mm. Yeah, you know what I'm saying, and, and and with that consciousness, we can do more with less, right? And then once we get take it to the next level, we can stop being like how our families did, move from these third world countries, and with hopes of being, you know, great in America. We can do like, I think a lot of other powerful nations where they come here, they send their money back because their money means way more mm-hmm. in right. their country, mm-hmm. right? So, <laughs> like the Chinese does, and go to all the black countries and take over. Mm-hmm. If you go to Jamaica right now; the Chinese own all the banks. Yeah, they yeah, build. it's happening. They all over fucking Africa. Rampantly. They're intimidated to do that, but they're not. They in every hood in America, and we're intimidated to go back and build back, build where we from, or build amongst our own. But they're not. We have to change mm-hmm. that. You get okay. what I'm saying? Go ahead, mm-hmm. D. Go ahead, V. Uh-
0: nah, um you nah, know you you you' one hundred percent right, and um, like I said what's this this is Thursday night um ain't gonna lie, I'm a little faded hello, hello some something, but you know, prior to right, right it's a little strong, you know what I mean uh, shout out to my brother-in-law, you know, he' can always come through what, uh, is what is it what is it we wanna know what is it? I don't know what are you drinking? It, 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 it's not drink, it's not a drink. I, what is it? I I blaze up a little bit. I blaze Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. But, you know what I'm saying? It was it was <laughs> double strain and I was like good. And then I you know, it, I'm I'm saying it's a combination of that and wine. Mm. So All my all my mm. like all my all my, you know, uh uh marijuana and and um and um wine, you know, uh drinkers out there, you know, connoisseurs. Mm. Uh,
1: um,
0: you know what I'm saying? It, on, on your on your grown man, you know what I'm saying. Your grown man, go for that mix. That's a good mix because it puts a good vibe. You know and can I saying?
1: can I can I add something to that? As you're kind of like promoting marijuana and wine. <laughs> <laughs> no, we, we we also have to do it on a healthier tip too. Because a lot of African Americans, especially males, we go for the uh, the dutches and the blunts. But there's so many chemicals in the dutches and the blunts. As far as like, uh, it's just so much uh, rat poison. As far yes. as far as bleach, there's so much in it. Right. The healthiest ways to go raw sheet, raw mm. sheet, raw sheet papers. Raw I sheet. mean, we don't I we don't talk about. I'm sorry. Go, go ahead. You can put that plug in too. But. We don't talk about those things like yo, know, like it's so much carcinogen that comes from it when we're using these Dutch papers that these companies probably they don't really care about it. They only some of the shit they dip inside of those tobacco leaves and all for us to wrap it up and do and, and for people to smoke, yeah. It can cause it can cause so much damage to the lung tissue. So as you're talking about the you know, sipping the wine and burning your herb, whatever you do, there has gotta be a cleaner way to do it. And look into the raw sheets and this is not a plug for raw, it's just a lot better and it's a lot easier on the lungs when it comes to the black soot and the tar.
0: Oh, man, listen, yeah. listen, listen. To all all my brothers out there, man, like I said, all my all, all of our friends and followers in the DMV and in the country and outside the country, man, you know what I'm saying, that, that that connect with us, man. Like, we're here to educate, man. We're here to educate, and we're here to talk about, you know, the same things that y'all deal with that y'all aren't able to talk about with your boys or, you know what I'm saying, maybe you feel like you're, you're in the, you know... You're just—you're the only one that's going through what, what you're going through. Uh, you know, we here for you. You know what I'm saying? We're here, we here—we—we're that voice yeah. for y'all, man. So, um, can we, I interject one second?
2: One second. Go um, Although we are definitely here for y'all too, I'm also gonna say some shit that y'all not gonna like. <laughs> <laughs> My man, or, Jay is emphasizing that. You know what I'm saying? So I have to. I have to because I say that to say like even with the marijuana and the wine, I want a lot of niggas to know, especially black men over thirty. So even younger than that. Yeah, weed is a luxury. Mm. All you niggas don't deserve weed. <laughs> Explain. Meaning, it's an expensive habit. You can't afford hey. it. If you're choosing between gas money and weed, that's true. That's true. Between the bill and weed, that's if you true. ain't paying child support, yeah, probably you don't deserve weed. Yeah, priorities. And I understand mm-hmm. that we want to self-medicate a lot more. You niggas, and including myself, all of us do. We need to reflect more. Mm-hmm. Don't self-educate to the point where you're not sitting down and thinking about what you're doing wrong. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Let life pass you because weed is amazing but it'll make it'll make time go by
0: mm-hmm. be before
2: mm-hmm. you know it.
0: That's it's deep. A, it's like a natural IG. It's a natural TikTok. It's a natural Twitter. Exactly. Doing the and all and that and shit. The you know what I'm saying?
2: And, and, and a lot of niggas don't got time for that. A lot of you niggas need to be doing push-ups. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you need it. to do walks.
0: Exactly. Exactly. All right. All right. So 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 you know, like I said, man. If we're missing anything, or we're not, if we're not discussing enough on the topic, just let us know, and I'll give you all the info towards the end of our podcast, man. But um, let's go ahead and get on to the next, man. Um, um, um. Oh, I'm I'm a, I'm gonna throw in a little something that that uh. I had on my boy, man, and oh, you know, what I'm saying maybe if you want to jump there, you push them. We had we had discussed a little, a little something, something before the podcast got started, um, but I had mentioned like let, let's talk about what's going on with Nick Cannon, man. Let's talk about what's going on, mm, brother Nick. Don't know, let's talk about what's going on right now. Uh, the past week, Nick Cannon has been has been getting a lot of heat. Um, what he said, well. I mean, I guess in the black community, you know, you're either on one side or the other, you know, you're on the, you're on the side of like, yeah, we're here with is saying. we we understand what Farrakhan, you know, you got it from Farrakhan, we on that side. and you got the other side is like, yo, Nick, you out, you out of pocket. Um, you did, you doing too much. Um, but you know, Nick Cannon said some things in an interview on his podcast with Professor uh, Professor Griff um, from from Public Enemy um, about you know, pretty much the way the world is going on and, and what's going on and pretty much who are the real Jewish people, who are the real Israelites and the true history of how uh, white Americans have uh, um, attacked or, or dealt with African uh, the African people since they brought them over during the slavery, so during the slave trade. And, uh, you know, he used the words like, a, like savage animals and that, you know, that kind of got him in a hot seat with... Um, you know uh who who, who runs MTV Viacom oh I, I think yeah I don't yeah know. again again we, we we're just talking you know what I'm saying I don't have all the I'm not you, looking, you, I'm not looking at stats right now you know what I'm saying so I'm just going off what I've heard and what's going on but you know I don't know if the Jewish I don't know if the Jewish uh, person has run Viacom or just a regular white cat that runs Viacom but um you know he they, they took offense to it I don't know, you know, Nick eventually apologized, but I don't know if it was too late or they, they just didn't give a fuck and they, they, they cut Nick off. But, they, but the craziest thing is they still kept, they still trying to keep a, a wilding out. Um, So Nick, re- this week, he um did another podcast with a rabbi and, you know, just trying to <laughs> clear up, you know, what he was saying and things of that nature. So let's you know, I just want to touch base with you guys on how you, how you guys felt about that whole situation with Nick Cannon. And, you know, is he telling the truth? Um, it was he out of pocket um, uh, is it is it is it a power thing that we as a, as, a, as as African Americans in this country we don't have compared to our Jewish community in the country here's my thing
1: when I listen to what Nick Cannon said right our elders have put that information into books for a very long time when we talk about Dr. Henry Clark when we talk about Dr. Yosef ben we talk about Um, Professor Ivan Van Sertema. These are the old heads in our culture who talks about history from that standpoint to how blacks were the original man and how the Europeans during that time were basically savages during that time. And what Nick Cannon basically did was take what our elders wrote and put their shit out in Main Street. Mm. And and for those who don't read shit like that, you're going to go against Nick Cannon and say something as far as oh, that's anti-Semitic, how can you say that? And I'm talking about people of color that we speak to. I'm like, you don't know your history. I'm like, these are what our professors, these are what are the old heads who did the research, put that information out there. And Nick just read it, regurgitated it, and put it out into, into the to this real space that we have today on social media or on his, on his podcast. And yeah, he got flack for it because the people who do control those industries don't want to hear what our ancestors had to say. Right. They, they don't want to hear it. So when I heard when Nick Cannon say that, I said, "Wow, I know where he got that from. That's what our elders have been writing for the very longest in their manuscripts. That's what they've been writing in the very longest in 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 their books. And in, some people choose and read it. And if you do read it, you do understand it. Oh, okay, I see where niggas coming. Now you're like, oh, okay, you still can't say that shit in 2021. You still can't say that shit in 2020." Right. And it's, I mean, like, that's what our elders wrote. So like I said, I stand behind Nick Cannon and what he said because to stand behind Nick is to stand behind my elders too. And those elders gave me comforting information knowing that I'm from Africa and I had, we had kingdoms and we were not all enslaved at that one point in time in our life. So whatever he regurgitated, it came from books. It came from reading materials. And like I said, I'm not going to stay too long on it. But those who in the African culture went against Nick Cannon, Either you're trying to stay face or you probably didn't pick up the fucking book.
2: Hmm. Okay. Understood. understood. Um, first, I want to salute O for even dropping some of those names that are, uh the elders, the ancestors, those are very important people. And yes. just, you know, just, I'm just hoping that even if people don't really hear too much with what we said, that they'll do the research on some of those esteemed elders that you just named. Um, with that said, if when I'm talking to black people, again, I, as my disclaimer, I only care about speaking to black people. Um, Not that other people can't contribute, not that that we don't have other allies, but I care more about black people than anybody else. That's just my biased opinion, that's just how I feel. With that said, if you are as a black person, if you're more concerned with coexistence than competition or dominance, then I can see why you would be let's say concerned or bothered by some of the shit that Nick Cannon said the reality though if we want to be a powerful people is we have to get to the point where we're able to stand by our behind our people even when they're wrong Mm -hmm. because other people do Mm that we're very quick like we expect our leaders or our celebrities to be more than what our celebrities are Mm -hmm. he's a comedian he's a host he's an actor He's a he's an amazing guy, very talented and very smart, intelligent man. But he is just a man. Mm. We did not support Nick Cannon because of his political views or his ideologies. We support him because primarily he made a lot of people laugh. He uh, entertained us, and that's what that's why who he, he is who he is. Right. I hate that we get so upset about humans just being humans. Like he's making basic arguments this is not even no deep shit
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: it's really just the fact that jewish people are so powerful and that you know us as a whole we're so concerned with money and how society views us we want to be fair to everybody mm-hmm. Absolutely. We, to be, we don't want to be uh bigots or prejudice and why am i saying that these are good things to you know want am i am not saying that we should try to aspire to be those things We have to stop being so quick to throw our people away for other peoples. Jewish people, the fact that they even recognize as a people, to me is, it just shows how powerful white people are. Because Jewish people ain't nothing to me but another type of white person. Mm. I'm not about to entertain their mythology, like their importance to God, because in my world, I'm against any God that loves them more than black
0: people.
2: Mm. Mm. And I pick my people I pick my people before an eternal heaven mm-hmm. or even a, an eternal damnation. If I have to go to hell behind not rocking with a guy that chooses Jewish people over blacks, that is, I would gladly do that. Right. And for us, we just get so uncomfortable when we see any type of prejudice. But if we're gonna be mad about the shit that Nick Cannon says, when are we gonna start killing white people? Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying that we should. Again, this is not a good thing to do. But if Nick Cannon has done enough to be canceled, white people have done enough to be exterminated. Mm-hmm. We're very forgiving with everybody else. Niggas don't even question the fact that, you know, the white people of today aren't the descendants of slave masters or oppressors. Like We don't even question like that they're, they're different people. Mm-hmm. Nick Cannon today is a different nigga than he was two weeks ago because he felt the pressure. Mm-hmm. He changed his shit up. Yeah. He's not the same person. He's going to grow, he's going to evolve. And he thought about his money. He thought about his goals and he's reevaluating. You can mm-hmm. see he's going on an apology tour right now. That's why he's interviewing rabbis and shit. He's trying to re-ingratiate, or what's the <laughs> word? Um, he's trying to re-ingratiate himself with the Jewish community. That control. You feel me? And I'm not mad at him for that, because Absolutely. That's he's, not he's not supposed to die on the hill for niggas who can't make up their mind who to support. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Me? So I get that he's going to protect his money and his wealth. He's very few rich p- motherfuckers. He like Balenciagas he like rich shit he got comfortable he's getting used to baymax and shit like that's that's his life i'm not mad at him for that why i'm frustrated though with our people is that if we can forgive everybody for all the atrocities that they've done to us i don't want to hear shit about nick Cannon no more. yeah i agree let's, let's move on I he ain't only fucked up because he needs jewish money if he don't give a fuck mm-hmm. about jewish money fuck them
0: well you know too and i want to say something like you know when this whole thing happened, I, uh, Diddy had jumped out and was like, yo, you know, we can, we can, we, you know, uh, my revolt show is all black. I was black on. We can add you on there. Um, and that's what I was like. Looking to get, ain't nobody looking to get fucking robbed? Well, yeah. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> but like you said, listen, listen, I'm going to say this. <laughs> in, in the United States, in the United States, the Black American is very savvy, you know, as 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 ignorant as we can be, as intelligent, ignorant, and savvy as we can be all at once, all right? Um, you know, we're very aware of how we are perceived and how the world, in America, and how the world perceives us. Um, but sometimes like I, I and i feel i feel what you're saying jay is like you know sometimes it's like we have to protect our people regardless of the circumstance because they protect theirs regardless exactly. if they're in the wrong or not you know uh mm-hmm. prime example everything is going on with kanye right now i listen again we we said it early in, in in uh early in the show we are millennials we grew up with, with kanye we grew up with Kanye. We grew up with producer Kanye. We grew up with, oh shit, that sounds fire Kanye. We grew up with with George Bush does not like black people. We grew up with all that shit. Now we got this Kanye that's, like, that's with this Marita Kardashian and he just tripping. At the same time, we can't just throw this nigga away. You know what I'm saying? Like we got to like, all right, even if we disagree with this nigga, we, just, we can't say it in public. All right, you know what? Just, hey, somebody, somebody pull him to the side. and like, Kanye, chill out. You know what I'm saying? um but we gotta like i feel what you're saying jay like we gotta stop um talking shit about our people in public
2: even if we're going to disagree with them in public we cannot talk like we can't uh take away our money from him we can't stop supporting him economically if we already like his shit. like yeezys is dope to already i yeah. don't want to hear see his shit stop selling right because and, and, that and, and, shit is stupid
0: and also like, like saying for people like him like I said, there, there's, there, there's reasons why, right? Now, for a person like Candace Owens, there's a reason why we shouldn't give a fuck about Candace Owens. Now, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not saying everybody should get a pass, but when you have somebody has affected our community and, and, and our society for reasons, if they fuck up here and there, and we're realizing, oh, there's this, this something going on with him, we can't just throw him to the side. We can't, at least, at least publicly. We can't sure. throw him to the side publicly. Now, if you just out here just being a coon coon that's a different story but i don't sure. think kanye is purposely out here trying to even when he said with the whole you know the whole slavery shit and mm-hmm. i think like recently when he said with the whole um you know harriet tugman didn't really free the slaves like you know they they you know what i'm saying like i because we all understand at least to the at least to the from my opinion to the people that really understand at least we feel like we understand what kanye's saying it just came out wrong that's like okay, we get what you're saying, but it ain't come off right. But we still gotta protect you, because if we feel like in our, in our hearts, that we feel like okay, he didn't he he meant well, but he said it wrong. We gotta protect that. Now if we really feel like he's on some Trump shit, some bullshit. That's a whole different story. We ain't trying to take no coon. We ain't trying to take no protect no person that's out here trying to, um, you know, brown nose. You know, for, you know what I'm saying for the you know for for some racist type, fascist type shit. We feel like Kanye just—he first of all he's with a Kardashian. Anybody, any black man has been with a Kardashian has been a fail. Look at Lamar Odom.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Lamar <laughs> Odom almost killed himself. You know what I'm saying? Uh, uh, what's the nigga? Travis Scott just got out that shit. You know what I'm saying? Like he, in due time, he was like, you know what? I'm just gonna leave you. We gotta shout together. Boom, boom, boom. Uh, look at Tristan Thompson, crazy ass. You know what I'm saying? With uh, with the with the what's her name? I don't know what her name is, but she the middle Kardashian. You know what I'm saying? Everybody has every black man has been with a Kardashian has got fucked up. You know what I'm saying? And Kanye, Kanye is in that mix right now. You know what I'm saying? And he's like <laughs> this he's man, famous. I mean this man just recently um <laughs> when his tweet said the movie Get Out is about me. <laughs> like, yeah. like, like I ain't trying to laugh. Cause I know he I know he's going through it mentally and he's saying some truth. But it's funny. It's like, yeah, nigga, we've been saying this shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, you need to get the fuck... Like, some common Talib quality... One of y'all niggas... One of y'all conscious niggas need to go out there to Calabasas and grab this nigga and get him back to Chicago or New York. You know what I'm saying? Like, get... get. Well, we get hell, instead minute, of going bro. to Miami Dade Chappelle, you should have got him back on the fucking plane to Ohio where you at and get himself together. And you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, work with him or something like that because, you know what I'm saying? Like, Kanye is like, well, almost... He's in his 40s. You know what I'm saying? So Kanye might be going through a a midlife crisis type shit you know he's still going through the trauma when his mom died you know what i'm saying he don't have a black woman in his life from my perspective and you got this chick kim kardashian who is from from that lifestyle cali you know what i'm saying you know she she's she always had it good from my perspective um you know she can't relate to kanye and she always had her own money she only need to listen to kanye and kanye don't even to listen to her he got his own money So now it's an ego trip in their marriage. You know what I'm saying? He want her to control her. He can't. She want to control him. She can't. You know what I'm saying? So now we got this issue. You know, it's so many factors in what's going on with Kanye right now.
2: We have to remember why we like Kanye. We like Kanye because he makes good music and dope sneakers. Okay. We have to stop this, like, Messiah-like complex where every nigga that's famous becomes a voice for our people okay is a black man but he does not represent the majority of black men or black people on this planet i agree we focus too much on our celebrities let them talk they shit but let's ignore some of it or just take it as entertainment until they do the shit that we like when he come out with another album that we like we fuck with it when he come out with some more shoes that we like we fuck with it if okay. he say some wild shit it doesn't matter because Trump says a whole lot of white shit. I mean, wild shit. But it didn't stop him from getting him into a position of power because his people recognize that it doesn't ma- matter.
0: <laughs> I feel like the black community, whenever we are just, dis- whenever we disagree something, it always gets public compared to every other culture in our country. We gotta stop that to a degree. Like, with certain people, we just gotta stop that. You know what I'm saying? Like, but like I said, like, Ye is he's one of those people. Before he was, we we consider him quote unquote crazy he was saying his shit about Bush, you know, uh always been in some political type shit. It was like, okay, he's for the people. So now, you know, Kanye ain't no like little baby. He ain't no, um, you know, uh, what's that nigga's name? Like them, these, these newcomer rappers that just be talking some crazy shit. Like, he, <laughs> I, 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 cra- like as much as Kanye, whether you could consider him a, 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 a just a pure producer or rapper, he's always had something to say. So we kind of got to protect. I feel like we have to protect him in a sense where, you know what, let's just not say shit. We don't want to give the other side any any ammo to be like, yeah, they don't fuck with him. Look what they saying about him. Vice versa, like when it when it's the other way around. You know what I'm saying? Like when it's they folks, they don't, you don't, any negative shit, you don't hear them people coming out saying nothing crazy. You know what I'm saying? Here's my, here's,
1: here's my question, right, and, right. and, and after this, uh, I truly love to get off the millionaires because their fucking troubles are not ours, but when you say we have to protect him, do you think we really do you really not just you but I heard people say that too as well, because the African comes out in us knowing that we have to protect one another from this from this system or whatever the case may be or this monster, whatever the case may be, but this goes out to the question that this begs the question like does he really fucking need our protection
2: mm. No, No, he doesn't need us protection. He needs our economic resources. That's it. That's it. Once the cannon knows that he's going to make the same money a year, whether Jewish people like him or not, it won't fucking matter. Yeah. And and once they realize that we are willing to go to war about our people, that's the second part. We can make money, but we have to also be willing to go to war about our people. Not just when this... And, um, you know, uh, what's the word? Sensationalized or mm-hmm. when being, mm-hmm. you know, uh, marketed by different movements or whatever the case may be to 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 get certain laws passed. Mm-hmm. We have to show just like how, and that's I know this is going to be an extreme comparison, but like uh, terrorist groups like Tal- the Taliban. The Taliban are two hundred thousand strong, maybe maybe three hundred thousand strong, but they pose a serious threat because they're willing to kill and die about their beliefs and their people. These niggas ain't more advanced than America by any means. And they're all the way the fuck over there. There's a lot of places that they got to fight before they can even come over here and really cause no real damage. With that said, black people have to operate as a nation. We have to stop caring about what other people want. We are seeking, like we're trying to make lions vegan. Let a lion be a lion. If white people want to be fucked up or want to be racist, let them be that. They just have to see the consequences of their decisions. If you want to kill a black man, we kill white people that day. Period. We won't have to march as much if, if that cop dies. Because cops will walk around knowing when I kill this nigga, even if he's a mass murderer, when we kill this nigga, black people are going to kill white people. It will cause people to be more conscious of the decision they make. Even uh, a better comparison with the uh, when America and Russia was beefing or whatever. Uh, was it Cold War? Yeah. The Cold War essentially was ended with just them saying I could blow up the world. And then Russia come with some new shit, I could blow up the world two times, and America said I could blow it up five times. Whatever the case may be, they have to respect their power. Russia is a shitty ass country, but they're still a powerful country because they will kill shit. They will go to war, even the losing fight. And that's what we have to get better at, at being willing to fight the losing fight. We're not going to change people just by being nice to them or asking them to be nicer to us. They have to know that we're willing to get just as ugly as they are, because that's human nature. Black people are trying to out Jesus everybody and that's not going to work. <laughs> Jesus boom, <died. laughs> getting that part of the story. He was a great man. If you believe in the story or not, His, assuming he was real, he was a great man, but he died at 33. Jesus ain't have no kids. Jesus ain't have no money. And I'm not saying that that's the end all be all with life, but he is not the aspiration for all people. Jesus can't tell me how to be a better father because he ain't raised no kids Mm
1: and
2: he could tell me how to be a martyr and die for his people and if it's time for me to do that I can follow Jesus in that way but if it's time for us to grow as a people we have to be willing to fight and die by our people under any circumstance anytime we start seeing you want to kill innocent black boys we kill innocent white people it's we're so focused on trying to get Zimmerman we're forgetting that Zimmerman was groomed by society we need to kill people that look like Zimmerman so oh. Zimmerman can walk around with that energy knowing that, yeah, I killed Trayvon, but 15 other white or or, or Zimmermans died after that. <clears throat> <clears throat> you get what I'm saying? Because until we're in a space where we're okay with being everybody's enemy, if that's what they want, like we don't have to try to be that. But if they say, okay, everybody fucking hates black people. Cool. But we're going to respond to that a certain way. And until y'all get that we're powerful enough people for you to respect that, you like life too. You want to see your kids grow up. Don't make me have to get into some sick shit like how y'all was doing the slavery, hanging and lynching us, and cutting out pregnant women bellies. Like, don't make us have to evolve that way. But we can. We could become the ones that's drowning white babies on a, on a uh, on some wild shit if that's what it takes. Because I'm I'm past trying to uh, communicate with white people because not all white people are bad. It's yeah. just that good white people aren't as effective at getting their will done as bad white people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. always been good white people there's good white people during slavery it didn't stop slavery though so I'm not trying to get people to just get consciously better or morally sound I want people to value life and the only way for them to value life based off of our historical interactions is to show them that we will take your life and it don't gotta be nothing special because we just fed up now Hmm. that's our greatest nigga if you kill a black homeless nigga I'm gonna go kill a a rich white man I'm gonna go kill a rich uh, white baby whoever whatever it takes for you to realize and when i say I, i'm talking about us as a collective mm-hmm. we have a we have billions of black people that we don't reach out to we don't talk to none of the black people in south america we don't talk to none of the 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 niggas in brazil is going through shit they've been going through shit it's been more slaves put into brazil than it was in north america but or as i say let's say south america and, and in that region but Boy, we don't, don't even take on what they're going through we ain't marching for them we're not Trying to uh, get any laws passed for them that they when they going through their shit in their favelas. And,
0: and, and shout out, shout out to all of our you know Caribbean people out there, all our, all of our South American black folks, uh, African black folks, all of our black folks around the world, man. If you, hear yeah. yeah. yes. uh and, sure. and, and, all one. all want You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Wherever, you, wherever you able to pick this up at, man. You know, you know, please feel free to hear us out, um, you know, and, and, and express your express your you know your feelings and questions all right that's a wrap first episode is in the bag make sure you all follow us at get at you underscore tv on ig
1: now you know before we leave we just love to end with a positive quote with all the stuff that's going on in the world we have to have a positive quote who is my air and our person let me let me get some music let me give me something No, 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 not that kind. Give me give me the other one, the smooth one. Yeah, that's it. So here's our ending quote today from Maya Angelou. If you can't change it, change your attitude. If you can't change it, change your attitude. Thank you for listening to us. God bless. Good night.